the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yeah, the voice of Kevin Spacey there in the film, the 1995 film, The Usual Suspects, which is John Fardy's choice for the cultural toolbox. Uh, I was wondering when we'd get to this John Fardy. Well, album. here we are. As my wife would say, it's, it's a real John Fardy choice for the cultural toolbox. I, I have to say, let's get this out of the way, my name seems to be coming up a lot in your household, so let's, let's just talk about that at another stage. Uh, I think this is one of the best films of the 90s. It's like a modern film noir movie for people who haven't neo seen it. neo-noir. That's apparently what they call it. Neo, neo-noir. I can't even say it, but that's exactly what they call it, yes. But it, it's that kind of hard-boiled crime drama. What it is, is five lifetime criminals meet in a lineup, And that was the first idea. They actually, it's very strange, they had a movie poster or a movie visual before they had a movie. So these five criminals meet in a lineup, And then, you know, if you put criminals together, they decide that they're going to do a heist together. And they do one that goes well, and then they start to do another one, and that all falls apart, and they realise they're pawns in a game of this criminal mastermind who's almost like the... You know the I don't want to say Osama bin Laden, but he's this well. Wasn't Osama bin Laden described as, as a ca- Kaiser, Kaiser Soze? Yeah. Kaiser Soze. This character in 1995 enters the lexicon. Kaiser Soze is a criminal mastermind who all criminals have heard about. And as Kevin Spacey alluded to there, may or may not exist. The theory goes that he was this Turkish guy who was a petty drug dealer. Rival drug dealers came to his house, threatened his family, and he killed his own family, killed all the drug dealers bar one, so that drug dealer Mm. would spread his reputation, went underground, and this is the myth of Kaiser Soze. And really the movie starts out as a thing, you think it's just going to be this crime drama, and then it becomes all about who the hell is Kaiser Soze. And it has one of the best, you know, unbelievable switches or whatever you call it shocks at the end of a movie yeah I mean are we uh, so can can we talk about this I look yeah we can I think look I think most people have seen the movie so if you haven't seen the movie there is going to be a spoiler alert in here so I don't think we can talk about the film without actually without actually talking about Kaiser Sose so be warned yeah okay Tell me why you think it's so good, because I, I have major reservations about this film, but let you, you put the case for the, the, the defence first before I uh, the okay. prosecution. <laughs> We've entered the courtroom here, yeah. because I think it's one of those stories that carries you along relentlessly. You never see where it's going, and it gets more and more intriguing. It's told in this incredible flashback kind of style. It's really told through an interrogation. Uh, Charles Pamontero is a police cop who's interviewing one of these five criminals. The Kevin Spacey. The Kevin Spacey. Spacey he plays a, 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 a sort of a, a low rent con man. Basically. Yeah, called, his nickname is Verbal Kint. And he, he, he he's kind of ha, has a, a, a kind of mild manner. He's a wimp, really, in it. And as you say, he's a low level. And he's a physical uh, disability yeah. as well. And He doesn't look like a, a you know, a, he certainly doesn't look like a Kaiser Soze type, let's say. He, he, right? But it's told through his flashbacks. And constantly the story changes to different things and it, it you, you think it's just this kind of procedural cop story or, or bad guy versus good guy story about them trying to hold up a drug shipment on a boat and then the more the verbal kent the kevin spacey character tells it gets murkier and murkier and the movie leads up 
like no other movie that I can think of to the last kind of 15 or even five minutes. The whole thing is a preamble to the last five minutes mm. and it's yeah. ingeniously told. Yeah. I mean, the plot, it's like I was going through it in my head when I knew we were talking about this and I've seen it lots of times and I was, I didn't, I don't fully follow everything even well, though it does all does. make Isn't sense. That one of the, and, <laughs> does it all make sense? But anyway, go on. And... Even though there is a big reveal at the end about who is Kaiser Soze, you're not fully sure who he is. And there have been very cryptic things. Even Kevin Spacey has said he's not sure who Kaiser yeah, Soze is. Yeah, that's nonsense, though. That's just all part well, of it. I don't think... Could we take his yeah. Oscar speech from the night? I mean, okay. if, you, if you don't believe me, have a listen yeah. to Kevin. Sure. Well, whoever Kaiser Soze is, I can tell you he's going to get gloriously drunk tonight. And that's a question that I'm often asked, who is Kaiser Soze? And I've always been very cryptic about my answer, but tonight I'm going to tell you who Kaiser Soze is for me. The person who pulls the strings, the person who manipulates, who hovers over us, who gives us life and breath. For me, Kaiser Soze is Brian Singer, the director of this film. Oh God! So oh, what a Okay, let's get. Uh, look, I, I. What? What don't you like? Okay, about? unlike you're, you're pussy funny. Unlike you, I, I, I was. I'm old enough to have seen this film when it came out the first time. I, I saw it the first time when it came out as well. It was okay. 1995. I was yeah. 19. You know. Okay. But watching movies a long time. Yeah. Pal. I look. I enjoyed it at the time. I think the acclaim it has got subsequently. I think is ludicrous quite frankly well I, I, I it didn't get great reviews at the time it has got the type of acclaim that it, it's kind of human it's grown up because people have loved the movie it's become a very popular cult classic yeah, critics don't well, rate I don't, it I don't know about cult classic I mean it's kind of like the Shawshank Redemption it's one of those kind of films that people say it's one of the best films ever made it actually isn't and I'll tell you my I'll tell you my where I think it's flawed I mean, for starters, the whole premise of the film yeah. is based on this narrative, as you say, yeah. that the uh, that the uh, Kevin Spacey character gives. Mm-hmm. The narrative is completely made up. It's, the I film know. is all about the end. So you're watching a whole film. But that's ingenious. Uh, that, that's, a very, yeah. that's a very hard thing to yeah. do. You follow this whole story and you realise, you know the what, other this was is, actually a figment of his imagination. Yeah. That's mm. incredibly well yeah, written. I, or, is it, know? or is it just a film about nothing? The other, que- the other point is... <laughs> I'm the, tempted the, the to talk Ki- about the Kaiser's independent the, the Kaiser, art. Uh, I <laughs> the Kaiser Sosa character. Yes. I mean, he, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this idea of the, this character, and you tell the story at the start, that he kills his own family. That was based on a real guy, John uh, yeah. List in America. Yeah. But that's sorry, where that's where the writer got the, the, the actual story that he's been held up. His whole family's been held up by these guys, and they all watch while he shoots his own family, and none of them shoot him. I mean, it's just it's 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 beyond ludicrous. It's basically a film about the bogeyman. That's basically. But what that's it is fine. About. But but some of the greatest films are. I mean, Braveheart is is, is a reworking of the Messiah. Okay, story. here's the other ludicrous. Darth here's Vader, the other ludicrous. You know. Here's where the, the ridiculous contradiction is. The whole film is about a criminal mastermind who will do anything yeah. to preserve his anonymity. Yes. And yet he allows himself to be arrested just so he can pull one over on the police. Well, first of all... And, so, and, and lets them know effectively who he is by the time he's gone from... from well, well the film ends, so we don't know what happens there, you know. Plus, we don't actually know if he is... 
the Kaiser Soze character, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, well, and he has this kind of, you know, people have co- compared it to, you know, Greek characters like Odysseus and stuff, the way he takes on other people's personalities and the way he makes up that entire story sitting in a police interrogation room. It's a very clever thing. And, and, and the reveal moment where the the cop realises that all the, the, the characters in the story have just been names on this wall behind him with, yeah. with notes stuck mm. to them. We've never seen that before since it's incredibly original. Just the idea that this character can, you know, pull the strings to such an effect that he turns these really dangerous, evil criminals into sort of quivering wrecks, basically. But I think that we actually have a clip that I think that is done brilliantly. That's another kind of smaller reveal. When the name Kaiser Soze is uttered for the first time in the movie, it's kind of spine tingling. Take a listen to this. What we need to do is think. Think back. Somebody with power. Somebody who was capable of tracking us from New York to Los Angeles. Come on, Dean. What the hell are we doing here? We're waiting. Sit down. Now. S- sit down. Now. It's hot. Mr. Hockney, do stay. Mr. Keaton, Mr. Fenster, I recognize from his mug shots, as well as Mr. McManus. I can only assume that you are Mr. Kint, the gentleman who disposed of Saul Berg. My employer sends his gratitude, a most unexpected benefit. I am Mr. Kobayashi. I have been asked by my employer to bring a proposal to you, gentlemen. What do you want? My employer requires your services, gentlemen. One job, one day's work. Very dangerous. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million to divide between you in any way you see fit. Who's your boss? I work for Kaiser Soze. Who's Kaiser Soze? Judging by the sudden change in mood, Mr. Kint, I feel sure the rest of your associates can tell you. Ooh, oh, I'm all scared. Exactly, exactly. But can I go that, back that was to the voice of Pete Postle, Postle Ray, by the, the way. Dear party, in Pete a Postle kind of half, half Geordie, half Indian accent. But go on. Fine anyway. by me, yeah. fine by me. Uh, but you know, you say this thing about you know it's a story about the bogeyman and stuff like that. But so the great stories are they have these kind of tropes, you know that 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 are always there. Like I was saying, Braveheart, Star Wars, the truly great stuff, they do have, you know, these kind of characters that are almost folk characters. That's what Kaiser Soze is, mm. you know? Um, the the characters in it, yeah. other than the, the, the actual characters we see in yeah. it, they're, are they, they're, at times I think they're scarcely believable characters. They're, they're pe- with, with the possible exception, actually, of the Gabriel Byrne character, who you could, you know, he plays... Uh, a former criminal mastermind yeah. who's trying to go straight, even though I think it's slightly implausible he manages to get the girl he does, but we leave <laughs> yeah, that well, to the side. Yeah, maybe. I, I could go along with you in this instant alone. Now, I love the other characters in it. You've got uh, Stephen Baldwin of the Baldwin family. He's great. Benicio Del Toro, who plays the Fenster character, who famously said you can't hear him because he realised he was going to die in it, so he decided not to pronounce his words properly. I, I think the characters are great in this. Those five usual suspects are very unusual. They're not your normal kind Kind of crime people, so I don't buy that at all. Mm. I, I, think I think you need to stop discussing these things with your wife before you come in. I see, actually, I watched the film on my own the other night. Actually. Okay, I haven't Which seen. I, I haven't seen it. Was a real John I had, no, what I told her. She oh, said right, it, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, 
okay so i mean like we it's a you described as a as a, a neo noir at the start i said film or you said neo noir yeah i mean yeah. it it's it, it's not in the same league as the likes of the Maltese. I, I, I think it, in I terms think it, of in terms of credibility, in terms of acting, I I, I just don't see it second. in the same. Like the Big Sleep, right? It's a great film, but like you need an abacus to understand that. Like these hard-boiled uh, crime noir films, they're very difficult to you know get your head around and sometimes they are unbelievable but like the big sleep like the Maltese Falcon they're relentlessly entertaining and the mark of a great movie sometimes is everybody remembers this like you remember nearly every scene in it plus it has that great thing like the sixth sense that when you watch it knowing what's coming it changes the entire movie and that's a very yeah, clever because it's funny you, like it is I, I also think it's a film that you wouldn't watch you would probably on multiple occasions. Well, yeah, you. Get, I mean, that's. I'm not. I'm no. not criticizing, but I'm just saying that yeah. as an observation. Well, you, you you certainly get the most out of it the first time you watch it. There's a huge, I think, kick from it. The second time you watch it, it's it's a different movie because you know what's happening. So I do go along with that. But I, but it's a type of film you would love to show to someone if they hadn't seen it. I think. Last you know? question: Is this yeah. a film loved by men of a certain age? And and mainly by by that category. <laughs> no, I I don't think so. Maybe men of a certain car- category and character have seen it, but I think anybody who likes a good cop drama, a meaty who done it, and a kind of wow, I didn't see that coming, would love it. It appears your wife is not one of those people, but you know I pray for her. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think, gave it. Uh, if you know, they they. Add up all the yeah. the, the marks in my career. I think they gave it something like you know eight point three out of ten or something. That's not bad. Would you? Would you Better go, films go, have got worse. You'd go that, further you know. than that, would you? Oh, I would. I go. I go nine. I really would. It's a okay. great. If you've never seen this movie, watch it today. You will be relentlessly okay. entertained. I'd give it a six out of ten. Uh, John Ferdy, as ever, I'll give you a six. Out of 10. <laughs> John Ferdy, thanks indeed. Thank for, you for coming in to us. Okay, that's our lot for today. Just time for me to thank Stephen Jordan, who produced Aidan McKelvey, who researched. Off the ball is up next. Have a great Sunday. <laughs>